0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls Podcast. I am your host, Pylon, as always, and we've got a very exciting show tonight talking about Stonethorn, the upcoming DLC for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I do want to preface before we get too much further tonight that we do have a new technical setup, so there may be a few speed bumps along the way, so I hope you guys just bear with us as we keep going throughout those, but there shouldn't be too much. Um, other than that, I think we should be good to go. So I want to introduce who are our guests today. So I want to introduce our first new guest. We have Pie Crab with us. <laughs> Pie Crab, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, we could, no, couldn't make it with us tonight. So but we. I, I lost the asset for the lemon turtle on my computer. And then before I could remember to download it again and move it over, I just put the crab in there. So uh, besides that though, Lost, how are you doing this fine evening?
1: Things are going well. I'm glad I get a chance to come and chat with you guys.
0: Yeah, it's great. And I just realized that your camera's a little bit cut off, but that's fine. We'll figure it out. Everything's fine. And Baratron, how are you doing this evening?
2: Uh, not bad. I've been having some interesting health stuff going on, and um, I don't have cancer.
0: That's always so good great. news. Yeah. Pretty glad good. to hear that. Congratulations for that.
2: I may have had cancer. I had i, I had a lump the size of a, of a green pea removed. And... Well. uh I read all the reports, and they were like, Yeah, it might be cancer, don't know, but it's gone, it's gone, not there anymore. That, so, that's
0: absolutely <sighs> it's awesome. been, it's
2: just been a week, I tell you.
0: Oh, well, I can yeah. imagine
1: that's a very different telling of the princess and the pea story. Mm. We don't like that one so much,
3: no. no. I don't like the princess and the pea story anyway. Like, what kind of basis for a person is that you can feel a pea under 25 like pillows? What the hell it's no
1: basis for a form of government we know that,
3: <laughs> i mean how would
2: that woman cope in childbirth
3: exactly right yeah
2: <laughs> she's got to she, she's a princess she's got to give birth to the next generation and if she's that sensitive oh my goodness anyway
0: anyways akb hey Lotus, last Lotus Lotus is hosting how for are you us? doing hi um i'm doing pretty good how are how is pylon doing though Pylon is doing well, other than being stressed about whether or not this actual technology Man, solution we've got is going to work. So, I'm like sixty percent confident that everything's going to work fine and we'll be good to go. But I'm not not enough confidence. So we'll you see know what? what? Happens.
3: Uh, I I am going to change my vote. I'm going to say it is going to work absolutely perfectly from here on out.
0: Ooh, interesting. Okay, because his previous vote when I started like set it up tonight he's like it's not gonna work nothing's gonna work so good luck so
3: i I figure this way i've now cursed it both ways so no matter how it (laughs) shakes out i'm correct
0: yeah where is 60 percent not a passing grade eerie snow i think 60 percent's a pass in most places d's get
3: degrees yeah
0: d's get degrees awesome well why don't we pop over and talk about the news Lost forgot to turn on the light. Amazing. So we've got some fun things to talk about tonight. Uh, We've got a lot of Stone Thorn news, but we're going to talk about most of the Stone Stone Thorn, if I can ever learn to say that properly, later on in the show. We'll kind of wrap that up uh, towards the end. But we've got a little bit of news that we do want to talk about with that. First thing I want to mention, though, as uh, some fun UESP news, is we've declared Wednesday to be the national giveaway holiday for UESP. Uh, So on the two streams that we have, we have Avron will be streaming at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard, Eastern Daylight Time. We're Daylight Time right now, right? Yeah, we've had this argument before. Um, 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, Avron is going to be streaming. And during that stream, we will be giving away up to four torch bugs. We have one for PCNA, one for PCEU, one for PS4NA, and one for Xbox. It doesn't matter which one.
3: Can we preface so, that by saying they basically stopped giving them away, too? So this is might be your last chance ever.
0: Yeah. We don't know when they'll ever be coming back. So this is going to be a, a really, really big one. Um, and then in my evening stream on Wednesday night starting at, I believe, I think I'll probably be starting around 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, I will be giving away one graymore coin, which I will grab to show off one of these bad boys so you could take a look at it there they're beautiful they're nice little coins so as long as you are comfortable sending your mailing address to the uesp we will send one out to you if you are the lucky winner of that and if anybody didn't win one of the torch bugs from earlier we'll be giving away some torch bugs on my stream as well so there should be a lot of awesome things to tune in there might be a surprise giveaway during my stream but it depends on how well shipping works in the next two days. So we'll let you know what's going on there. Uh, If they don't have it, I'm not going to announce it. We'll save it for another day, but yeah. Wednesday, giveaways, excitement. But beyond that, uh, Beartron, do you want to get us started on what's going on in ESO?
2: Yes, so the quarter three and quarter four DLC titles were announced in ESO Live and on the official website. The quarter three will be a dungeon DLC named Stonethorn. The two dungeons are Stone Garden and Castle Thorn. So you can That's see where they got the there. name from. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like they took the first half of one of them and the second half of the other one and put it together.
2: Well, Mike Finnegan, who's the lead encounter designer, so, so you know, overall in charge of dungeons, said they could have called it Castle Garden, but that just didn't sound right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah.
2: love that. Yeah, Finn has quite a sense of humor. Um, Okay, so there's a lot of combat changes will be in that DLC. There's a preview on the forums, and uh, also the patch notes, the PTS patch notes are up, and the entire DLC is available on the PTS for testing right now.
0: Yeah, as usual. It's quite a long time to download. As usual, we're not going to talk too much about the combat changes yet, like the high-level stuff, yes, but like the nitty-gritty numbers and things like that, because I'll remind everybody that this is the first round of PTS, and all of those numbers will change before things get finalized, because that's always what happens. Um, I haven't seen too too much of an explosion on the forums yet. I was briefly looking at them today, but I think people just haven't really got a chance to dig in yet so i don't know if we'll see anything new i've um,
2: heard that some of the things which look like nerfs are actually are actually good
0: yeah i think and i think some of the nerfs are fine too that i've seen like i know um, alkosh was a big one that i saw and i was like okay Oh,
2: alkosh is what i'm talking about is fact. that
0: oh interesting hmm. so we'll see we'll um, see what's happening there big,
3: well a big change i saw was uh they buffed uh divine from like uh 7.5 to nine
0: point one, which
2: there's there's a reason for that. Um, it's down in
0: the... Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit uh, more later. Uh, the Alkosh one, I think, was a buff for DPS, but a nerf for tanks or something like that, too. So, I don't know.
2: Uh, It's actually... Uh, there, some it's tanks have done some testing already, and it's, it's fine.
0: Yep. Amazing. Well, we'll probably also talk about that when we discuss what's going on with some of the performance changes, too. So, that's very exciting. What else is going on?
2: Okay, so quarter four will be a story DLC called Dark Storm, the conclusion yeah. to the Dark Heart of Skyrim. And... Uh, you know, several of us when when the announcement went out on on ESO live on uh, was it Thursday last week anyway? Uh, we were like these names are terrible. But John C, who is our um one of our UESP staff who who does work in uh, the software industry, pointed out that actually the names probably be chosen so as to avoid trademark clashes with other game IPs. Yeah. So like we all believe that Quarter Four will have something to do with the reach. But they can't call it ESO Reach because of Halo. Yeah. So they've chosen names that they're able to trademark and that, you know, aren't terrible.
0: Yeah, they're fun fantasy names, like too. Like, I don't I never really care what the names of the DLCs are. That's never been like Drag we have like Dragon Bones and Dragon Hold, and like they're they're fun fantasy names. They're cool. I like them. They're easy to remember when you're doing, but half the time you only ever see like initials for them when you're actually playing the game it so. just
2: bothers me when i can't remember which ones which and, and dragon dragon bones and dragon, and holders. And dragon hold uh, for example and okay so so which which dlc has this particular dungeon in i'm assuming yeah I'm
0: going, yeah um other little news is my most exciting thing that i think that they announced was the new mount type is coming they're introducing group mounts into eso which is so fun
2: yeah I think I think it's genuinely really exciting. So the first one's a two-player mount. Um, the one they showed off was basically like a dwemer, a spider, or an automaton. Um, I don't know if that's that's going to be the only one we know on the PTS. That's
0: the only one we have so far. Right. There's no other ones on the PTS. When I was in there today playing around. Um, and but this, I think that's... this
2: can be used by by the owner along with a group member. Yeah. And you know it's going to be great to keep large groups together, especially if you've got a lot of new characters because, you know, new characters haven't leveled up their mount speed yet. And it'll be particularly useful, uh, you know, like if you're doing um, a, a guild events like world boss runs where you're going, you know, from world boss to world boss in a zone and you've got players who are, uh, are at least their characters in you, possibly the players in you as well. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be really good for keeping groups together. And, you know, especially in Cyrodiil.
0: The biggest thing for me there. was I, I have a number of times brought new players into the game like people i'm like you need to check this out and then i mount up and they're like oh i get a mount too because they fought the first mount and i run away and they kind of just like trot along miles exactly behind yeah. me and then i'm like mm-hmm. i have to actually get off my mount to do content with you right now because you're new and you haven't trained up your mount all the way so it's, which
1: will take 60 days just which for takes speed one.
0: 60 days just to get yeah just for one of them so i'm like the fact that i can bring somebody new and i'll be like oh just hop on the back of this mount and then we'll go yeah um, but what I hope that we can do is have, like, <clears throat> I want to be able to hotkey that mount to a different, I don't know if there's an add-on for that, I've actually never tried that, but I want to be able to hotkey a different mount, so that it will mm. just automatically switch to the group mount, so I can press, like, H to get to the hotkey, or Shift-H gets me to the group mount.
2: don't know if that. I don't know if that's something that would actually be possible within the API, because remember, they... Uh, they adjust everything so it so it so it works with gamepad. Yeah. Which has
0: much fewer
2: buttons.
0: Yeah, so I'd be curious if that would if there's a way to do that. But that's possible. we'll see what we can do. See what there is there. Um but I think I think that's awesome and was watching Finn on stream running around with it and it just looked it looked exactly what you would want it to be, and I think it's a great addition to the game. I'll be buying one day one inst- like instant mm-hmm. buy for me.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I what um, I, I imagine... really want though is a piggyback one for jester's festival so that you can put your friend and like piggyback and you just start like cartoon sprinting really really fast while you run around like holding the other person on your back i think that would be hilarious that'd be really good yeah even if they made yeah. it like the what the, the the stick horse one where it's like it's not actually any faster than a normal mount or then like running speed i'd still be okay with that just like a group mount that's not fast at all but you piggyback somebody around the technology's there now. We can make this happen.
1: We can make it stronger.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what else do we have going on there? Oh, we have some housing updates. We'll let Baritron talk about that. Yeah, we've got... So,
2: so new for housing, there's going to be character pathing. And the idea of this is that you'll be able to set up movement paths so that your pets and NPC assistants that you've placed in your house will no longer be fixed in one place. And the idea of this is that it's going to make the house feel more alive. Yeah. There are going to be different pathing types. They said one called ping pong, where basically a character moves from one place to another place, back again, you know, yeah. along along a along a, a route. Um, a loop, go round in a well, it's not a necessarily a circle. <laughs> in a loop, yeah. Um, and apparently on PTS at the moment there's up to 50 notes so there's 50 stopping points or, or change in direction points possible at the moment but yeah. obviously that's going to be adjusted for live it may go up it may go down depending on how it affects performance and so on
1: is that per character or for the entire house
2: do you know
0: I think um, it was per character when I looked but I'd have just...
1: to I would assume that you can yeah. set different paths for different characters otherwise it would get really weird. <laughs>
0: it says
2: 50 nodes per path so per per character that's moving nice
1: and so you can have it where they wander back and forth between a few different like workstations to simulate like they're actually doing stuff and then you can have it so they randomly choose which one they're going to but then you can also have a cat just prowling back and forth looking for stuff or a guard making a patrol out on the wall or something like that mm.
2: so fun. Uh, there's Movement movement speed to each node, walk, jog, run, or sprint. Wait time at each node, uh, 0 to 5, 10, 20, or 30 seconds. Uh, and then a ping pong, like we said, a loop, or a random. Little little wondering how the random will work. But yeah, it's, it's definitely random. I think random would and
3: be I really known. fun. No, uh, I, don't, there is a, I
0: don't
3: know. Uh, I would not recommend you uh, sign anyone you actually need to talk to. To sprint, though, because you can't talk to them when they're sprinting. Hmm. I guess you can make it into a challenge, have them sprint from point to point, and you have to uh, be able to catch them when they're stopped for a second.
0: Yeah, I I won't be putting my merchants or my bankers on those, I don't think, just to avoid that. But, like, my pets are totally going to be just running the house.
2: Yeah, we're really going to have to test, test, actually test that out.
1: Have the cat wander around very slowly, stop. And they just instantly sprint to the opposite yeah.
0: side of the house, <laughs> or just a dog doing the zoomies the entire time. It's like zoom,
2: zoom, zoom. Well, those, those of you perfect. with with animals in your in your real life house, you can you can observe them for a few days and then. Or the what, okay thing. so
0: then what we'll be doing is i'll get a cat and make sure that it moves to the least convenient location in my house at any given time so it's like as soon as i start getting in the house it runs over to the crafting station it just like perches there for 10 minutes
2: that's <laughs> why there's that note in the pts patch notes about non-combat pets <laughs> yeah. no longer blocking
0: <laughs> that's probably, crafting
2: stations uh, that's
0: so okay, funny yeah.
2: Um now the other thing they're supposedly <laughs> adding are, are new house guests uh which are going to be collectible characters and supposedly each house guest is unique and has a distinct yeah. appearance. So I got um, I went
0: on the PTS and I saw there's 3 of them so far. One of them um, is uh cool. Got to catch them all. Which one do one you of think is cool? cool? Okay.
3: Uh, it's obvious it's the Khajiit one that's cool. Yeah, the Khajiit
0: one's awesome. Uh, so the, there's a Khajiit, there's a guard, and there's a barmaid. Uh
3: what, okay, one one of the them has, has- uh, two of them have only three lines. They're like two words each, and one of them has like fifteen different uh responses. Uh, guess which one is the one we liked.
2: <laughs> the one. Okay, so the Khajiit says it has a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. So you said there's a barmaid,
0: a guard, a guard. and
2: a random kajit.
0: I try to remember what he is. He's a he's like a merchant, but he doesn't sell anything. But he I try to remember him. I only got a chance to go on the like the PTS took forever. To download it for did me. take a long
2: time to download, oh my yeah. goodness so
0: yeah i just got on it like a couple hours before we went live um but it had i can't remember what he had the i liked the barmaid for the fact that like a, i know a lot of people have houses set up as taverns for rp purposes and i think the like having a barmaid in there is a really good rp addition the khajiit was just the one i want in my house because it was just fun yeah he had a lot of lines and
3: uh as it is, uh, I think it's going to be kind of a role-playing text. Uh, the guard and the maid, if they are finalized, as it is, like
0: I d- it, I doubt they're finalized because I can't imagine them releasing three of the same thing and have two of and costing the same and one is ma- just two of them in comparison, yeah, two of them have like much less content associated with them, so I'm betting there'll just be more lines added in, they just didn't add them in yet. Yeah, we'll yeah,
2: I mean, remember that uh, there are places that are still under fairly heavy lockdown, so so recording of the lines is not necessarily happening.
3: Yeah, well, we will see, we will yeah, so we'll see be back there. uh, at, at, on TBD with the update. Are these actually good or? Is it only by the Khajiit?
0: It's true, yeah. We'll have a buyer's guide uh once the patch goes live of which house guests are worth your money. Awesome. Well what else else do we have going on there, Beartron?
2: Uh right, we got some crown store new items. The Pyre Watch Crafting Motif is available for five thousand crowns. If you don't feel like spending five thousand crowns, uh the Motif, chapters, and book also have a chance to drop in-game from the last boss of the Unhallowed Grave dungeon. There's a new mount, which is called the Yorgrim River Ram, for 3,000 crowns. It's supposed to be a sheep. Uh has the big curly... A bighorn
0: sheep. sheep. It's a bighorn sheep.
2: Mm, but uh, several, several, several of our guildies think it looks more like a large goat. Uh, so, it's definitely uh, a
0: bighorn sheep. But I guess goats kind of look like that too. Yeah, so goats and sheep there. are pretty close. They're very related. similar, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the one we talked about last week, where it's like the first time they've added a new like skeleton animal map type. Yeah. For a while, I think the last time they added something new was the dwarven spider in Morrowind.
3: And the Nyxox
0: at
1: the same time, right?
0: I don't think they've oh, yeah, added the a new Nicksox, skeleton yeah. since then. Yeah, the ox mm. and the which I think are the same skeleton. It might be. But yeah. yeah, I think that's exciting that, they, and I think it looks really cool. Um, I remember in World of Warcraft. I always had a dwarf with a ram mount, so I don't know. I would have to get a Nord for it. And but so now when I want to run. Said my...
2: That you said a dwarf with a ram mount, and I know you mentioned this the, the the other day in text, and I was, I had in my head like a battering ram,
0: <laughs> not a
2: ram as in a sheep. And now, now I'm now am now I'm hearing you say that and thinking, oh my.
0: Goodness, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I like both, actually. <laughs> I, would, I would take a battery ram out.
2: But you know, you know what dwarves are like in, in, uh, in Dungeons & Dragons. 20, yeah. so they tend to be quite, you know, a, a small, short character carrying the most enormous weapons. So see where I got it from.
0: That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and then the other one that they had available is uh, the non-combat pet, which is the Antherbred avalanche dog, which is a St. Bernard complete with a brandy barrel around its neck. The very, like, old-school search-and-rescue St. Bernard, which I love. So that's a lot of fun.
2: That's a thousand crowns.
0: Yeah, that's kind of standard for all the mounts, or all the pets, right? There are a thousand crowns for any of the new ones that they release. There are fairly standard prices, yeah. yeah.
2: That's fair. I mean, I would would say both of those are at the higher end, but they're both new meshes. So, as opposed to recolors. They're actually brand yeah. new meshes, so so it's yeah. a bit
0: more. That makes sense.
2: Cool. Now, the other thing, um, you remember we mentioned, uh, <laughs> we went on to great length about uh, players getting a free Infernium Dwarven Spidling pet, which is the Dwemer Spider, Spider on, on Fire, fire, Spider uh, on fire. Uh, when they verified email address and opted into marketing emails. Well, apparently, the codes are still being sent out. I certainly haven't had mine yet. So oh, I got mine. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> I
0: named mine Katniss, too. Just... Uh... For a spider on fire and it's, it's the girl on fire, so I named it cat. So because
1: it's mechanical, can we call
0: it a fire wire spider? You can call yours a fire wire fire spider. Fire wire.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, anyway, so don't panic if you haven't got yours. I haven't got mine, and I'm definitely registered, so so I just hang tight. I don't know why it's taking so long to have to send the codes out, but because it's not a case of it just being added to your account. It's actually they're generating a code for you, putting an email. Probably because, you know, everybody's working from home
0: yeah. still.
1: Getting paper cuts, it's, stuffing them in there.
0: I was going to say this could have been like <laughs> a very manual process while well, they tried. to. Because I had the theory when we first talked about it that it was a, a new system that they were testing out to make it so it's easier to do giveaways. Because whenever they have the events to give away a free um, mount or pet or something in game, it's always months and months because of just people saying, oh, it broke for me, it broke for me. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. this is a new system that they're rolling out. So that's why it's taking a while while they test everything Absolutely. to make sure it works. That's my theory. But yeah other than that we're going to talk about all the other things going on in um uh, i've already forgot stone wow i'm doing terrible with that one today uh we'll talk about that more towards the end of the show when we do a little bit of a deeper dive uh but lost you want to let us know what's going on in legends this weekend there
1: was a lucky gauntlet instead of having a shadow lane that was turned into the lucky lane and every time you summon a creature there it got a random keyword appropriately the participation reward for each run that you did in that gauntlet was an alternate art premium version of royal sage also a card that gives out random keywords i didn't think she looked great so i didn't actually do a run to even grab my card but that was that was
3: actually my immediate thought i saw it
1: it just doesn't look that great i didn't look at what the actual premium animation for it was maybe that would have been kind of cool but I just didn't have the passion for it. That's it. It's over. Well,
0: why don't I get you to also let us know what happened in Call to Arms this week?
1: I don't know about that one, but I can read what was said there. Apparently, Bethesda, re- um, they painted up some miniatures, and, or they saw painted up miniatures. I don't know which one for sure. But they shared images on their social media of painted Call to Arms minis and that's cool that they're also promoting it. I mean, it makes sense. They're Bethesda. This was made with Bethesda. So of course they care about it succeeding, but cool that they're also promoting it in their official channels, because I'm sure a lot of people still don't know that call to arms is a thing or what it is. Yeah. Hopefully everyone here does though. We've talked about it a lot.
3: No. Oh, it it is a notable that Like the miniature gaming is like a very different community with different channels. Like, built-in uh, game stores and all that uh, around the hobby, like as someone who doesn't yeah. really take place in that uh, community, uh, I'm curious how aware they are of uh, Call to Arms.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering actually with the pandemic right now, how that's affected because I imagine I, I don't know, I'm personally not in the miniature uh, community at all, but I know people that are And a big part of it for them is they find out about new stuff and they go to physical events constantly because they need physical. Mm. It's like a physical game. Yeah. And they would always go to the stores. They'd go to the games workshop stores. I think that's the name of them. And have their games there and play with their friends. And that's how they would find out about new sets and new things like that. So I wonder if that's a, a big hurdle that they're trying to face right now with no gatherings really.
1: Different places seem to be having some stuff, though I don't know if any of the official um, supported, like, organized play events are happening. But I know some people in the Call to Arms Discord were talking about, you know, getting together at a game store and playing games and stuff. So I'm guessing they're just doing the where face masks don't have full capacity, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, So, so some of that's be- still happening, but I'm sure that it's still putting a damper on things. Yeah,
0: it's definitely less than it would be if it was this time last year. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, I think other than that, that's probably all we have to talk about the news until we get into our ESO content. So why don't we pop over and thank the lovely people that helped make this podcast possible. So we just like to take some time and thank everybody who supports the podcast in any way possible. There's a number of ways to do it, but one of the ones that we especially appreciate is our Patreon. Uh, the Patreon supports all of UESP, not just the podcast. So if you're a fan of the wiki, the site, the Twitter account, the Facebook pages, the Tumblr account, the deprecated Google Plus account, if you're fans of <laughs> any of that, that's a great way to show your support. Remember Google Plus? That was awesome. Yes. Um,
3: mm-hmm. So
0: good. Um, so you can always go to Patreon.com/UESP uh, and support us there. Any way you go, and I wanted to point out that even the lowest tier of support removes ads from the wiki for you. So that alone, I think, is worth its weight in gold—just not having to have the ads on there anymore. Um, but the people that have subscribed this week, I want to give a huge thank you to with uh, Livia, Thayan, Tundras, Phil, and Lauren. So thank you guys for your support there. Yay! Clapping. I'll, I'll insert like massive applause in the audio afterwards. Okay, yeah. so it's like a, it's like a crowd <laughs> of people clap. If, if Livia go,
1: is a reference to the Guild Wars character, bonus points for me.
0: Just, oh, interesting. We will yeah. have to ask. Well, we'll have to ask them again because about 10 minutes ago, Livia 1990 also uh subscribed on Twitch, which is another way that you can support us. So thank you for the double Double dip in supporting the UESP. We super appreciate it. Mm. Actually, no, Olivia. Um, She's the uh, RP lead for the Lore Seekers Guild. Uh, Does a lot of good content there. I know she does a lot of creative writing. So thank you for supporting us. And hopefully you're using the UESP for a lot of the RP and the stories that you're writing. I also want to thank Sporky Rat, uh, Ari Axel, and Love from WCU for subscribing on Twitch this week. We really appreciate you guys helping us out there and besides that i want to say if you don't want to or can't financially support the podcast two other ways that you can uh, help us out is one leaving an itunes review with a five-star review if you like us Uh, that goes a long way to getting the podcast in front of other viewers and getting other people to see it but really the biggest thing you can do is start editing on the wiki if you go on the wiki make an account if you see something wrong that Lost has written in an article and you want to make sure he's correct, just go in there, make a little Excuse change. Me. Yeah, why
2: okay. Lost? Come okay, on. I'm picking on him when now. When
0: you see something wrong that Lost is not if. Hey. Ooh, ooh, I'm kidding. <laughs> lost, is, lost is infallible. Um, but honestly, making a wiki account, going to the <laughs> site is super helpful. That's probably the best way you can help support us because that's what people come to the site for. Like, you guys, the people on the site are the reason we have any content there, so... Really appreciate anybody that goes in and does that. So thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you. And why don't we pop over and talk about the things that we've been up to this week? Oh, Reed. You're also (laughs) a good rain man. Okay, I thought in the break there that AKB called me Rain Man, and I was very confused. I'm like, 13. I'm not that smart. But uh, yeah, the Scholarly Pursuits section is where we like to talk about the different things that we've been up to in the world of the Elder Scrolls. Sometimes we also just sometimes just talk about whatever's been happening in our lives, and I don't know whatever you guys care about. So why don't I get started though with Baratron? Because Baratron wasn't here last week, so I wasn't because I was dealing with that stuff. Happened. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, so Wednesday, Wednesday that just happened was the end of Media Madness, and I tell you what, it feels like a very long time ago.
0: That does feel doesn't, like it
2: was. Doesn't feel like it was like five, six days ago. It does not feel like that at all. Are
1: you having withdrawal? Like Avron probably is.
2: Uh so I'm not a massive PvPer, um, but I did do a quest. Well, the two, the two quests for the for the uh, four tickets, I mm-hmm. did do those. Um, almost every day on both, NA and EU. So, yeah, it just, just seems like such a long time ago. Um, I've mostly been playing Animal Crossing. I uh, I got it for my birthday. I think I mentioned this, and I've got really into it. I've actually made two characters, and they're both me. You mm. know, because you you know, like on the Switch, um, the uh, the village, the Animal Crossing village on the Switch, is shared between everybody who has a Switch account. Yeah. Um. Well, I actually have multiple Switch accounts. To me, so I've got you know my character who looks like me, and then a character who looks like completely different. And because because I want to decorate their houses different ways. And the other day I was I was actually on uh, Discord voice chat with my uh, my EU guild while they were doing a run of Imperial uh, Imperial sewers, and I was just playing Animal Crossing while, while chatting to them. And they were like, come join us. I was like, nah.
1: <laughs> there's warfare and then there's furniture and decor. One of these okay, things is more so important the than the other. The thing
2: is, um, I only got the game in June. A lot of my friends got it at release in March. And they've all got more money than they know what to do with in the yeah. game. And so they're buying me expensive items with you know, fake video game money in exchange for manual labor. Because the chance of getting the rare hybrid flowers, so like, you know, like the blue flowers and the orange flowers and things like that, goes up when uh, a, a human uses the flowers. So, so they're getting me to go to their villages and water all their flowers, and then in exchange they give me expensive stuff. Now, I'm fine with this! Nice.
1: A watering but... flowers <laughs> at Animal Crossing is kind of cathartic. I agree.
2: Yeah, it is kind of fun, and yeah, I did have a really bad...
0: Until you realize kind of thing. you missed one by like a millimeter because you were angled just the wrong way. And then it didn't actually, yeah. Take. Yeah,
2: some of my friends have them set up in such a way that I can't do it. Because when you've got the decent watering can, you can do like a sweep, which gets four, four flowers at once. But some of them some, yeah. of them, some of them, like where they've got the positions, like... Ugh. Anyway, uh, so I've been doing lots of that. Now, on Saturday, uh, the UESP Guild on PCNA ran Veteran Hellraw. And it was a training run. And we had people there who had never done that vet trial before. And somehow we actually got onto the weekly leaderboard. And I find this hilarious wow. because we went yeah. in <laughs> and uh, immediately Sudrethi, who is sometimes on this show, went for, there's this jump you can do, which saves a bit of time. And he did it and messed it up. And I was like, come on, we need to reset for the oh, score. And everyone was going, we're never going to get on the scoreboard. You know, don't, don't even try. But I was like, it's right at the beginning, we've we've missed we've missed a life. Anyway, we did get on the scoreboard, so. Uh, it could know. have the, been they, even
1: higher if you had just. We done could have a been even higher seconds. with
2: that one extra life. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Sadrathi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so everybody in the group got two pieces of gold quality gear from from sets that you, that drop in that uh, in that trial and some transmit crystals. And that, you know, it's great. Had a lot of fun.
3: That's awesome.
1: I'm full of transmute crystals, and I don't know what to do.
2: Ah, uh, if you if you don't actually have any gear to transmute, and you know the Nirn-Honed weapon trait, then you uh, just make a rubbish um, iron axe, an iron axe with any any trait, transmute it to uh, nurnhoned, honed and decom.
0: Yeah. I don't know any Nirn-Honed, but I, now,
2: you sell them know? on
1: auction house people buy them for a lot.
0: No, you de- you decomp it so or you deconstruct oh. it so that you can gather them uh, nir- gather them nir- Yes,
2: you're not able to sell anything that has been transmuted. No. Oh. So um oh. It, that that once it okay. once it transmutes it's bound to you.
0: Right. Well, yeah, but you can sell about. the mats that you get from deconstructing it.
1: Well, makes sense. I'll have to acquire any nerntone stuff at some point when I'm playing ESO.
0: Well,
2: um, remember that it'll probably take you at least 30 days to to research. So just log into ESO one day and go, hey, Barra, I need a Nerd whatever. Okay. And I'll give you a Nurn whatever and you can start uh, learning it and then you don't have to play again for 30 <laughs> days or when you come back. Know
0: Perfect.
1: It. Okay. I'll try to remember that when I get on.
0: Yeah, actually, that's all I need. I have all of the traits now except for Nerd Honed and basically everything. Because I just haven't. I need to do that. That's something. I well,
2: we got about. several people in guild who can make it, so it doesn't necessarily I know, have that's
0: to the thing, it. is I've I've never had a need for it, so I haven't bothered. The only thing that I've ever had a need for is when I wanted to do one of the nine trait um or is it ten trait? I can't remember. nine
2: uh, nine's the maximum.
0: Yeah, nine trait. When I've ever wanted to do a nine trait thing. But I think other than that, we're good. Awesome. Well anything else you've been up to, Baritron? Uh basically
2: it apart from things like uh, going around getting guild traders and such like
0: oh that's always fun awesome. well lost what have you been up to
1: so no elder scrolls None. i just put i just put dot 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 in my section but then i suddenly made a connection of something i can talk about i just finished my rewatch of community which is a fantastic comedy tv I d- show
0: i can't remember if we talked about that on the pre-stream or on actually one of the podcasts earlier
1: I think I might have mentioned Community before, but I don't think I mentioned that I finished it.
0: Oh no, I know, but we were talking okay. about that you're rewatching it because I was rewatching it. at The same yeah, time, yeah, I, I think I we did mention funny. that last yeah. time.
1: It's such a good show, I really love that so show. Funny. And then I just so I just finished it, and the ending, you know, has goodbyes, and it it's sad. I mean, it's not it's not like sorrowful, but it's just sad to see it go, and I cried. Like you've got that whole like saying goodbye to a friend thing. Yeah. It, it really got to me. Mm-hmm. And I realized I cry a lot more now than I used to like Lord of the Rings, both the book and the movies, they make me cry. Um, several different scenes in the last airbender, the cartoon, those can get me crying. Like there's just some really good emotional weight to stuff. And the reason I'm talking about this now is I don't know that I've cried at anything. Elder Scrolls.
0: I don't think so either. Like, for, I, I, or even not even cried, but like had that very emotional tug
1: yeah like I mean I cared about the characters in the novels but not with that kind of weight it's not like a Sam and a Frodo it's not like Aang and Katara and Saka and Zuko and Iroh it's not like any of them
0: there are a couple characters in quests that I've done like that one green shade quest where you go to get the flowers that's a quest yeah that's a heart tugger that's um but it's such a short little side quest that you don't get like like you're like you get you finish it and like you listen to them and you're like oh that's so sad but it wasn't as much of like I didn't have that investment that I have with like something like Lord of the Rings or like where you've like you've you've read this story and now like these characters feel like someone that like, you you're invested in them
1: I yeah I don't I don't know if Elder Scrolls has succeeded at doing either the emotional weight of like those long-running series. Or of just the time invested like you have with The Office or with Community or Parks and Recreation. Like, those aren't overly emotionally heavy series. They're comedy. But you become friends with the characters. I don't know that Elder Scrolls has largely succeeded with that. And just sort of makes me ponder why. Like, they've got good writers, right? They should be able to write something that good. But maybe it's the problem that we're never focusing on characters long enough in any of the series.
0: I think that I think that's where it is. Cause even if you look at like ESL Did you
2: did you not even cry at Martin?
0: You never no. got there. Didn't. No, I know oh, you did finish. It. Oblivion's the only one I finished. I thought it
1: was really cool. And granted, I was a mm-hmm. lot younger, so maybe I wasn't in my crying phase. <laughs> but uh
0: Oh man, having kids has broken me for that. Like i could watch anything before and now like if i see anything in a movie where there's like a child and like it used to be animals animals was the only thing that got me like if there's an animal if like did the dog does the dog die was like my number one website to go to when picking a movie <laughs> but now if there's any kid that's even like sad or alone or something i'm just like i know nope. i just yeah. i've always about, cried
2: so. i mean i i cried at a, at a four panel web comic earlier um,
0: <laughs> was it lost <laughs> No, it wasn't.
2: I can't, even, I can't even remember what it was. It was just, I was just scrolling through Tumblr and I saw this web comment and it made me cry because yeah. I, I have always been a very, very, very crying sort of person.
3: Oh. Uh, um,
2: but yeah, tons of stuff in Elder Scrolls has made me. It's just how it moves you, isn't it? Yeah.
3: I can't, I can't think of I mean, anything from Elder really like... Scrolls. Like uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'll give you uh, two examples right off the bat. Uh, the. When Gandalf returns in uh, the two towers uh, and saves them during their last stand, that's a that's a moment that can easily make you cry. Uh, when uh, Rohan rides out during uh, Return of the King uh, to aid Gondor, that's a easy moment that can make oh. me cry. So Sam one- carrying
0: Frodo. Yeah. yeah, always get me. Sam's Sam that was about swimming be my next one. into
1: the river. Yep. Um, Boromir after Frodo uh, S- escapes from him and realizes speeches. what he's done. Anytime Sam is speaking something motivational, yeah, just yeah. Lord of the Rings is fantastic, and so I love Lord. I love Elder Scrolls. That's what I, I love I'm uh, the Lord of the Rings I love movies. the world of Elder Scrolls. I don't know if any of the stories in Elder Scrolls have ever affected me like a lot of these others that I mentioned.
2: So. I know you haven't played um, a lot of Skyrim. Right. And I'm thinking of at several points, so I'm not going to say who, but at several points in the Companions quest line, a character dies. And all of those, you should be upset, but my overwhelming emotion has always been anger. Because there are points where a character dies and you couldn't do anything to save them. Yeah. You were in the wrong place, or whatever. You know, you were off. You had been sent on a quest to go somewhere else, and so you were away when your your Vasca anyway, that when the boat, I was like down boat, Mead Hall gets attacked, and that points like that. You should, and maybe that's what Elder Scrolls does. Maybe Elder Scrolls moves different emotions because what? because yeah. I mean, one of the problems is that we don't follow the same characters, so. Things like the guilds, where we do keep the same characters over and over, are probably the most likely to be emotionally affecting. And yeah, I just remember being being angry.
0: Yeah, I think that also kind of calls back to our episode last week where we talked about the TV shows, like where if there was that cohesive story and a character development and things like that, where you could actually keep going forward and like learning more about these characters, whereas like the way the Elder Scrolls games are developed, they're snippets in time. So you're not Mm -hmm. really gathering a lot of that heavy investment. Like, actually I'm trying to think in most RPG games, if I don't think I've like had that really, like there's a lot of emotions that can like, like triumph and anger and things like that, that it's, but I've never in an RPG game really felt true sadness unless it's an RPG game where I'm playing another character. Like that, a pre-existing character, not one that I've yeah. gone through a character creation screen and made my own. Mm. And I, I in
1: a, in a way that might be about how Elder Scrolls is about the world more than more than the, the one particular yeah. story. Yeah, and that's probably just a symptom
3: of it.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
2: It's an well, interesting th- thought, though. I mean, yeah. it's, it could almost be a topic by itself.
3: I, I've uh. I don't know. I, I mean, I've definitely felt emotional about some things, but. Emotional, yes, yeah, but not before, like. Before, the... uh, and I hold to it that the main character of the Elder Scrolls setting is the setting itself. And mm-hmm. the setting Agreed. is still here. There's no real major stakes have changed uh, so far in any of the games. Like, Gabrielle's still here. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, but that's if, my Elder Scrolls contribution right now. Uh, yeah, now that's the philosophy.
2: I
0: like it. Now that we've all caught the feelings, we're just gonna be sad now.
1: Yeah, that. I feel silly. Like why it started though. Like I finished Community, a really cool comedy series, and I was just openly weeping because of how sad oh, Jeff was. That. Because yeah. his friends are leaving, and he feels like he's gonna be alone. And that just super got me. And I'm going to cry right now if I'm not careful.
0: But like that also, I think, okay, as a final thought on that, before we wrap that up, I think that was also a lot of his real life personal struggle with the show ending. Because I know he's talked about it on other things in the past. And he's like, I wasn't doing well before the show community. Like he was not in a great place, like emotionally and mentally and things like that. And that show, he actually talks about like the progression of his characters through that show being a progression of kind of who he was. Man. And so that ending... Sorry, i lost crying again. I'm sorry, buddy. It's all right. Um, so yeah, I think that's... That so comedies are way better people.
1: than dramas because they're way better at the serious emotions too. Seems like I uh,
3: lost the lost, uh, uh, game of community, the board game.
1: <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> yes, I did. And so
3: oh, immediately I
1: afterwards, I started watching the newest season of uh, Arrowverse stuff. That's much less quality than community. (laughs) Um, I got over my sadness, and
3: now I'm on just mild disappointment consistently. It's like uh, a lobster dinner and then having, like, chips for desserts. And they're not even a good brand of chips.
1: It's Uts. Let's potato (laughs) chips are apparently good.
3: Before anyway,
2: we... you people have very strange dessert, is all I can say.
3: Yeah. Uh, AKB, what have you been up to? No, I've just been uh, re- rearranging my own writing stuff. I write a lot for the USB. Uh, a lot of it's research-based. Like, I have to research various things. Uh, for our social media, for the website and all that, it is kind of hard for me to talk about it because i it's kind of boring like uh a small example of this is like as a rule i almost always try to actually fact check something to make sure that i don't say like stuff wrong and i can sit there and go like did i get the right spelling for this and this can be very obsessive f- for me. So like it's rare where I get a moment where I can call out something as you are lying. Uh, so, someone <laughs> did, uh, so someone uh, spread on social media this uh, fake PlayStation 5 oh, yeah. uh, Skyrim yeah. Special Edition yeah. ad. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I can talk about this. This is going would be exciting, but let me do my due diligence and wait. Is the cover in German? But it, it says the website's French. Why? Why would it be in German if it's the French website? This doesn't make sense. But me not being a French person, uh, uh spoiler alert, I'm not French. I'm not.
2: <laughs>
3: <gasps> uh, I, I I double check. I go to French Amazon just to make sure. That they don't sell the German copies of Skyrim on the French website. And do you know I learned? What did you learn? It's hard to go to Amazon in French? No, that that's actually very simple. Just change okay. it to .fr and .com. Uh, they sell on the French website of Amazon the French version of Skyrim. Not the German <gasps> version. They also don't use the USKP; they use Peggy. Uh, that was another error. They also didn't wouldn't have any reviews for an unreleased product. The fake uh, the fake uh, news alert had uh, seven hundred and twenty. They also listed used copies on the fake news alert, which used copies of the up and coming new game of the unreleased product. So my uh this is fake senses were tingling at this point
0: yeah i think it's Mm -hmm.
1: but then uh he got bitten by a radioactive cynic and he gained this power
2: yes (laughs) yeah but akb's written some really 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 funny stuff this week i've been i've been very enjoying the social media this week i mean just just what he posted i think it was either either last night or or today about um gordon laguar and the, and the horse being friends with each other. It's just like that. It's true. Uh,
3: yeah. And I actually uh, had a, a patroller from the wiki go, like, I didn't know that uh, goats and horses in real life uh, hang out uh, with each other. And this is a true thing, by the way. Racehorses get uh, assigned a pet goat because goats are coming in uh, influences on racehorses. That's like, so funny. Racehorses have very stressful lives, so they need a little goat to go, Hey, I'm a goat. Everything's fine, racehorse. So yeah, uh, Gordon the might be kind of a sneaky reference to this. But, this is actually even more interesting. This is where the phrase to get one's goat comes from. Uh... To get uh, one's goat comes from the practice of stealing racehorses' goats
0: to upset them before a race. Uh, <laughs> That's awful. So Imagine someone just kidnapped your best friend. Sam! Right? <laughs> this is terrible. I, like I, I hope
3: you enjoyed <laughs> this look of where researching literally anything for the USB can take you.
0: Have you ever considered used the application Ulysses for your writing?
3: Uh, I've read Ulysses before.
0: So there's an application called Ulysses that I used to use a lot when I did a lot more writing. Um, And it's very good because it allows you to attach your sources and research into a, like, almost this, like, anthology within each document you're trying to develop. Uh, It's very useful for doing research. That's why I wanted to... I
3: don't have anything like that. I
0: it's free, I think. I don't think it costs any money, so you might want to check it out for when you're doing some more writing. It's we it's a very not writing Ulysses, We way. are not sponsored by Ulysses, by the way. We're not sponsored by Ulysses. It's just something that I I used to I used to do a lot of writing. Um and I used it very, very heavily then. Check it out.
3: But yeah, that's uh, it for me.
0: Awesome. Uh as for me i've been still just like every time i go into eso right now i'm like i'm gonna do these things and then i just do antiquities for hours (laughs) it was so much fun i love it so much
2: just is just um
0: it's just so good
2: addictive it really is like
0: i have the only complaint i have with it is that the leads expire that's the only complaint i have about the entire system i think everything else is just great and all i want is more
2: The other complaint I have is that where the leads expire, you have to actually mouse over. So in the UI you actually have to mouse over and then it appears inside and it says, you know, lead expires in three days, 14 hours. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it would be in the the main.
0: Even if they added it in the main scene, like a little timer ticking or something like that, that would make a big difference. Um, It's so
2: irritating because I understand that they, because leads drop for everyone, they want to encourage people who don't already have the Greymore chapter to go and buy it. Yeah. That's fine. So why do the leads still expire when you have the Graymore chapter?
3: <laughs> yeah. No one on the, No one who has played ESO, who doesn't have a more personal relationship with us likes these timers.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see the I don't even think I can't see that being a big enough thing that someone's gonna be like, I'm gonna purchase Greymore. Because the leads it aren't that hard to get them to drop. Like,
2: some are, some not, some are. Some I don't are know
0: not. if there's if I if a lead drops for me and right. I haven't bought graymore yet, I can't imagine it being important enough to me to buy graymore for that. That's my only but thing about that. I just, we know I we
2: know it's not the actual Zos devs. It's the bean counters
0: who come. Maybe it's also it could also be a technical reason that they have to expire them because if could they're be if they allow them to exist too long as this puts too much of a strain on a database or something like that, like that there's also that possibility.
2: Maybe we need to ask.
0: We'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to talk to them actually about that in a little bit. So hopefully something is there. Um, other than that, I start. I've started grinding some new gear in my tank uh, just cause I want to change up how it's set up a little bit. Um, and I also, I really want to start doing dungeons like vet dungeons and trials like, like again, trials actually doing them but uh i want to do some more dungeons so if anybody wants either a healer or a tank for a dungeon partner let me know i'm happy to run some dungeons i need a new group and i need someone that's doing it regularly so that we can actually do it because otherwise i'll just like if it's like a pickup thing i'll i know i just will never run it again like i'll do it we'll do it once and then like lost and i'll be like hey let's do a dungeon we're like yay and then we're like oh let's oh we're never doing it again
1: <laughs> oopsie
0: yeah oh it's my fault too like it's just if i don't have something scheduled for an every week kind of thing i'm i know i'm not going to do it uh that's just how my brain works um other than that i started playing blades again because i was actually it's because i upgraded to the ios public beta and i wanted to see if blades worked on it and it did and then i was like oh yeah well maybe i'll try something and then i ended up like spending like two hours in the past week playing blades and realized that I need to redo everything because when they had the last kind of balance change, I never really built a new build again. Yeah. I just kind of did what I had before and it was just horrific. Um, other than that, I've been doing a lot of where we have, it can be, have we told people what the video that we're coming out with is? No it's a secret. It's a, still a secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been working on that. That's actually been consuming most of my time, and which is why I haven't got a lot more ESO time. I mean, uh-huh. it's so
2: much of a secret that I don't even know what it is.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. It's quite strange. So we have some exciting videos coming to the YouTube uh, very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. It should be out soon. I'm, it's just about... It's literally... I think right now we're just waiting on me. It's just my free time and my abilities as an editor to get through a lot of it um so hopefully that'll be out very very soon but i think that's everything so why don't we unless there's anything else missing no okay well why don't we go talk about what's coming up in stone thorn So on a day previous in this, world, was it Thursday or Friday that ESO Live happened? Thursday. It was
2: Thursday. It
0: was Thursday. Okay, and they're normally yeah. on Fridays. That's why I think I'm thrown off because it was always on the weekend and when I was heading home from work. Uh, but they announced the next DLC for The Yellow Scrolls Online, which is called Stone Thorn. Uh, alongside that is the update 27 changes that we talked about a little bit <laughs> earlier there two new dungeons that we mentioned the names of and we're going to go into a little bit of the what we know about these dungeons and what we are expecting to see we haven't played through actually i shouldn't speak for everybody i know none i haven't and i don't think any of us have played through the dungeon so there's no spoilers it's basically whatever anybody else knows about it right now and what's in the patch notes so uh we did a little bit of extra digging outside of things but beyond that so baritone do you want to get us started with what's going on in the new dungeons
2: Okay, so Gwendis from House Ravenwatch will lead us through both dungeons.
0: That's someone It'll be nice I love to who see that her is. back. I know who that mm. is.
2: I like Gwendis. She's she's very perky, but in a good way. Uh, so there are the two dungeons, and the first is Castle Thorn, which is a vampiric dungeon in Western Skyrim. Now, the owner of Castle Thorn is Lady Thorn, and according to Mike Finnegan, she has travelled extensively. Uh, and so she's made vampiric creatures which she have not seen before, like vampiric centrot. That's so uh, weird. Wait, yeah, there are there are five bosses.
1: Were there no vampiric centrot down in the uh, Kajit vampire dungeon? Okay,
2: no,
0: not that no, I remember seeing.
1: I'm thinking of a Kajit or a centrot necromancer. Never mind.
2: Yes, uh, there's definitely at least one of those. Um, so there are there are five bosses. Um, there's a Deathhound who gets, guards the gates. There's a Blood Twilight. There's a Wraith of Crows. There's a Blood Knight. And then Lady Thorn herself. I could name the names, but I'm not quite sure how you pronounce all of them. And,
0: <laughs> and that it's a surprise. And I could say, oh, yes, there's yeah.
2: Dread Tindulra," And you're like, what?
0: Actually, that's going to be my new um, go-to for not having to pronounce uh, Dwemer names. I'm just going to be like, and I don't want to say the name to this so that you can see it for yourself in game. Actually, uh-huh. or you
2: can just use names like like nacho left like yeah. like, the, like the actual do. or i'll just this, like
0: i'll keep some pots and pans in my office so that i can just like toss them into the air whenever we need to pronounce a Dwemer name ah
2: uh-huh. right anyway so um and the new item set uh according to finn is styled as cold weather vampire so the idea of this is like although it's like a gothy and vampiry, it's in western skyrim so it's cold because so they need to have like
0: vampires and parkas and furs. I, I I, that's all i pictured too was like a leather strappy parka with like a big furry hood too i think it would be hilarious but there's like straps all over it in like provocative locations but there's just a parka underneath it so it's not provocative whatsoever look into the parka well, you're
2: canadian so you've probably got the most experience with with that yeah, of weather. I,
0: I have multiple parkas because it's cold
2: <laughs> do you layer them
0: I do not layer my multiple parkas. It's I have different parkas for different temperature ranges.
2: Yeah. Right. Cuz
0: mm-hmm. when it gets down to negative 40, you need the warmest thing in the world, but if you wear that when it's like negative 10, you die. You just sweat. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Castle Castle Thorn is is very gothic. Um if you've like seen like the entire uh,
1: year though, right? Because it's dark and it's gothic. It's a dark really and gothic. It's gothic,
2: really spiky. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was thinking of uh, some of the some of the old colleges in Cambridge which probably yeah. isn't cool. terribly meaningful to, uh... I think seen pictures. ...Americans, yeah. but yeah, some, some of the really spiky marble gothic, and you know, it looks looks nice,
1: and this. dark some... academia motif, which I've learned <laughs> is a thing.
0: We can, uh, frustrate every single Cambridge grad ever, and I'm just gonna say, it's just like Oxford, right?
1: That's and the now, place that <laughs> they blew up in Thor, the dark world.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: Oh. Is that anyway, the one with so... Big Ben? Uh... <laughs>
0: Probably and now we've lost all our um, British viewers.
2: It's it's okay, so it's 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 currently twelve minutes past three in the morning, and I'm up past my bedtime, and I've got these people being silly at me. But anyway, <laughs> so uh Stone Garden is in Blackreach. So we've got one one dungeon in Western Skyrim, one in Blackreach. It's a repurposed Dwemer area, it's been turned into an alchemical lab. Now, there is a particular gate in Blackreach, um which, you know, people thought Clearly, this is where there's going to be uh, Update 27 DLC. And it is, in fact, that gate. It's, been, it's actually been made even more impressive. People did think it was going to lead to Forgotten Vale, but doesn't it? Goes to Stone Garden instead.
1: That shows a good level of restraint on their part, I think.
2: Yeah. Now, this dungeon is all about werewolves and potions. And we've got uh, the, the main boss in this is Arces, the Mad Alchemist. Who has created all sorts of new potions, like potions which allow players to turn into werewolf behemoths. Yeah. Now, werewolf behemoths are like the big hulking werewolves. And you drink a potion, you turn into one. Uh only two potions at a time drop. So you have to decide out of your party of four, which players what. are going to be picking up the potions. You know, who is most Is it useful to have it on the healer? Well, probably not. And when to you have do fun. turn into a,
0: Who to have fun.
2: <laughs> when you turn into a werewolf behemoth, you have completely different abilities. I don't know about the abilities because Finn was uh, going through the dungeons, not
0: not doing uh, the actual mechanics spoiling. and stuff. Yeah,
2: not actually spoiling. So just with like dev cheats.
0: Is this the first time in lore that we've actually talked about where werewolves being able to be like chemically created?
2: No, I think so. I think that's like
0: I'm not change, aware like, of.
2: Yeah.
0: Cuz like I don't there think would be very happy about this.
2: There was quite some debate on on our discord. I know, I, re- and yeah, I, I remember that. Do not believe that that uh, the idea of this being an alchemical thing has ever come up.
1: So, I don't think mad scientists creating giant dog monsters is a topic we really want to go into too much with the whole sad themes thing we talked about earlier. Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: I but I'm just thinking from a like all werewolves previous to this point that we knew of, which is funny because previous, but they're in the future, have (laughs) all been afflicted with lycanthropy. Yeah. This is the first time. an actual disease. This is, like, is that going to impact other things if we know that, hey, actually, you know what can happen? I can make something a werewolf.
1: This is straight up, this is a werewolf potion. You drink a potion, you temporarily werewolf out, you go back and... I maybe there are side effects, but they're not. They're minor. It's not like you're cursed now. It's teen wolf.
0: I can just be a temporary teen wolf.
1: You drink the <laughs> Mister Hyde potion.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, thought, I always uh, thought that was really cool. That it's just like there's since this...
2: since it's alchemical, even vampires can become world behemoths as well. So so that's another point at which we're like, really.
0: They're just off uh, the deep end now, guys. We're like,
2: we're like jumping the shark over here to this. is like, yes, yeah, so his here's existing a lot of scrolls lore, and then here we are over here with a well of behemoths. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And some of the other things uh, Arcasis, this mad, mad archivist, can do is he, uh, there are these creatures called stone husks. Just, just you know, uh, they're like Atronachs, they're just stone golem things. And he can throw potions onto them, which changes how they behave. So they're just stone, and then he throws a potion, and they become lightning. Yeah. Um, they have lightning attacks, or they have ice attacks. So it's kind of interesting.
0: Just from a pure game mechanic point of view, that is so fun. Like, I love that idea that, like, just like that, like, the mad scientist being like, ha, 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 potion. Like, I love that in games. Like, any game that has a mad scientist in it I I like what I'm the mad scientist looks
2: like um he looks like how we all go out now with covid so he's got his um he's got his lab coat on I wonder and if that then was inspiration he's got inspiration. Like, his plague mask on and his goggles <laughs> i like I don't know if somebody got inspired that was um, actually really funny So anyway this one has has 3 uh bosses there's a a hulking a hulking <clears throat> werewolf there's a a stone a, a large stone golem I forgot the exact name and uh, our cases is is the final boss, and during the final boss fight, everyone gets the chance to become a werewolf behemoth. And just in case you manage to make it all the way to the end of the dungeon without trying those abilities, you will drink the potion, and then you've got to. It was something like um, ripping a grate off a off a wall to access a switch or something like that. And so everybody's got to do this, yeah, just so that you get used to being a werewolf behemoth before the actual final fight. Uh, so, okay, only three bosses, but for the first time ever in ESO, in a veteran dungeon, each boss will have its own hard mode. So normally to do hard mode in a veteran dungeon, it's just the final boss. Yeah. But this will be the whole dungeon. Each boss will have a hard mode. And it will work like the kind's Aegis Trial, where you need to progress by completing hard mode on each of the bosses in turn. So, so you don't just go to the final boss, do hard mode. You have to do a hard mode on the first boss. If you haven't done hard mode on the first boss, you can't do it on the second boss. And so for the players who are really good, for whom um, veteran trials aren't much of a challenge, this is now going to add a challenge. Um, and it would be interesting if this this becomes a thing that they do regularly.
3: Uh, they said that they wanted to... Uh, ch- they did uh, want to change over one feature of it, of how it's a toggle now. Oh, like
2: y- uh, I haven't quite got there yet.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the next bit.
2: That's the next bit. A.K.U. is jumping the gun. He's getting excited. Um, okay, so from update 27, uh, all veteran dungeons will have what's called a challenge banner. And it's called a challenge banner because it's a banner uh, for the hard mode bosses. Now, normally, uh, with a lot Very of the hard modes, not, not even all of them, um, but a lot of the hard modes you, you get into by, you read a a book a sheet of paper and then you scream and clutch your head and go ah because reading makes your head hurt
0: Yep. it's never good for you either the not,
2: reading is bad and the idea of this is that instead of doing that there's going to be this banner and you go and hit the banner and it'll pop out and so when you're fighting you, you can look over and go oh hey i'm in hard mode because you can forget oh
0: it's also so good, it's good for like, pugs too Cause like yeah. sometimes I'll zone in and I like I won't I'll be like waiting and like during the loading screen that someone's actually pulled a hard mode and then I didn't know that and we're fighting I'm like why am I oh no no why is there a level like a brand new fresh like level fifty doing hard modes right now oh no
2: mm-hmm. and like AKB said they they they've made it a toggle yeah. so you can see clearly you know banners out you're in hard mode banners closed you're not and. It can be turned off, but not in the middle of a fight.
1: They made it a Um, flag, both programmatically and visually.
3: And they said as they could, they're going to go back and patch it so all the other veteran dungeons are going to be like this now.
2: I think they said they weren't sure if they could do it in all of them. Yeah. But they are going to change several, and certainly these challenge banners have been retrofitted into the Klein's Aegis trial. Or they will be. When Stonefall
1: launches, will have will have been. Yes, Tenses. Uh
2: I mean, I imagine, for example, some of the uh, the very very old dungeons. You access hard mode by doing things like, uh, say, Banish Cells Two. You don't kill all the daydroths, and that gives you the hard mode challenge. Now you can't pull out a banner to say, "Oh, I'm not killing all the daydroths. I'm going to try and finish the the uh, kill the boss while there's still three daydroths up." So, uh, you know, for example, situations like that, they just won't be able to. There's there's, there's no way to
0: do it. Yeah. So other than that, kind of the big takeaway too from update 27 coming out is going to be a bunch of performance improvements. Uh, that's been, I know, whenever I talked to Rich back in Boston, that's, he said like, number one thing that they ask before they go into any meeting is like, will this impact performance right now? Or will this make performance better? If it doesn't answer, if, it, if it's not no to the one and yes to the second one, they don't do it. That's why we haven't seen a ton of new mechanics and things like that, I think, coming through. We've still seen some, but performance is like the really, really big focus they have because that's what they. I think they need to really dig down on. So there's a lot of really interesting performance changes coming with uh, Update 27. And I also want to... I don't know how familiar people are with how game servers work, and I have a little bit of experience with it from previous uh, jobs that I've worked in that I wanted to kind of explain one kind of core mechanic and the performance changes that we have coming do a very good job talking about that. Um, so one of the big things that they're doing is um, they're changing. Oh, They're changing it so that they can reduce the number of messages that are being sent to the servers to verify that something has happened in the game. So, I think it's really hard to abstract away from what is from the game itself. But when you're thinking about the game server, I think in a lot of people's heads, you think that you think of it like almost like a remote desktop where this game exists in this server and you're logging in with your client to play your character on the server. But that's not really how it works. The server itself is just text. It's just going to be text things happening and the messaging that happens like when I press W on my keyboard to move forward my computer is writing a message saying take this character and move it to this position and then the server is saying okay I have now logged that next and it's waiting for the next commands to come in so when you have something then they're talking about with like the AOE abilities that previously they had to spam the server with I don't know exactly what they've done to reduce the number, but they had to spam the server with a huge amount of messages saying that there was an AOE triggering here, 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 here. They found a way to reduce that number, which that is basically all that performance exists. It's just the number of messages you can send from one system to another in a game like this. So that's going to be some huge gains Going forward, so they've made that change with uh, persistent AOE's. That if there's AOE's that exist on the ground for a period of time, they're going to reduce the number of messages. Um, and they're starting it, which I think is a really good way of doing it with just the Dragon Knight standard and its morphs. So they're going to take one ability from the game, and see what happens when they use this new reporting method. So I think that should that's good. I I like that they actually went into details. I'll link the forum post. They actually had the engineering team come in and explain what the changes were that they were making. I'll link it right there in chat that's, and it'll be in the show notes for afterwards. But That's fancy. Yeah, I think it'll it's like that's I, I love that they're focusing so much on performance. I think that's gonna be I think that's probably the number one complaint anybody ever hears in the game right now because i think everything else is in a good place like things are in a good place the story the content like the speed at which we're getting new content is in a good place the stories are intriguing the system, like the gameplay is fun like there's a good core game loop i think the only complaints you really ever hear is when there's technical problems issues. technical issues
3: mm-hmm. so it's really terrible that they haven't been able to go to their offices in months during the yeah. year where they decide to focus on such a <laughs> technically intensive tasks, like yeah. performance yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: improvements. Yeah, thanks so maybe especially, I mean, when when they have ESO live, you can see that there's a big difference in the internet available to the, the different members of the team. Oh yeah. Um, like, like, Lehman Tuttle and Mike Finnegan both live apparently off in the woods somewhere and their <laughs> internet's not as good.
0: That doesn't surprise so, me for either of them. That <laughs> is, <laughs> like, that just, that just like seems so Maryland on brand. Like, I imagine well, Finn out there just, like, chopping his own wood for his, like, wood furnace that's going to keep him warm through the winter. And, like, Lehman with, like, a, just, like, hives surrounding him everywhere, like, out in the forest, like, going off to the field to tend to his bees for a while and then, like, coming back. <laughs> well, that anyway, that's, that's
2: good to make a difference because, um you know, v- video conferencing when you're all on fiber is one thing. And then video conferencing when some of you are on crackly dialogue
0: is yeah. Be I mean, like, even like scale it down a million. Look at our like podcast. Like, how many times have we had issues just because my internet sucks? Because mm-hmm. I'm in Canada and I don't have like fiber anywhere. I'm in like the one neighborhood in my city that's just never getting fiber
3: because they hate oh, you just me. have to move house. Just imagine the things right now. Like, they'll be talking about performance and occasionally just a messenger pigeon from uh. Leman Tuttle arrives that just says add in alchem- alchemical werewolves.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, w- what?
3: Amazing. We've received a uh, raven. Oh, that'd be so good.
0: Uh, other thing that they <laughs> talked about is, and I think this, in like, we've had that lag issue, like the desyncs for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about the trial performance and what happened was is trial instances were being spun up uh, and it, it, what it sounded like, I'd have to reread it exactly, but it sounded like they were spinning up too many trial instances on one server, and that was causing them to lag out. So they've tweaked the algorithm so that it should do a better kind of a round robin for spinning up new instances in the game. So that should also be good. But I highly suggest going through that forum post and reading to see all the different changes that they've made. It was very interesting. Um, and I think there's some more housing stuff, and I'll let Baritron talk about it because Baratron knows housing. We should have to Tonko on at some point to talk about housing.
2: We should, but he goes to bed early. I know he does. He starts work very, very early in the morning. Yeah. So he's normally heading off to bed by 9 p.m. Eastern, even though he lives in Eastern time zone. I don't know. Oh, when okay, I lived so... with
0: him for a period of time, It he went to bed <laughs> yeah, pretty for, late. For two,
2: you lived with him for two days.
0: <laughs> I told him the other day that my goal is to just slowly continue to uh, exaggerate the time we spent together until people think that we are either like family members or have lived together for a long period of time without actually lying about it.
2: Uh-huh. I see. That's my goal. Yep. So anyway, housing stuff in Stone Thorn, there will be 24 new solitude furnishing plans and these will be earnable from Skyrim daily reward coffers. So basically when you do the, uh, the daily tasks, the daily quests that you pick up in solitude you may get uh, furnishing plans which is kind of nice yeah. and these include a variety of structural furnishings as well as a small number of new courtyard furnishings so i presume they talk about things like walls and fences it's a mystery uh also rollis lalu the mastercraft mediator a name mediator really uh he's the guy that you hand in your master writs to when they're completed, and that you're able to buy items for writ vouchers from He will have seven new gold quality furnishing plants presumably um in a i don't know if there'll be a a western Skyrim theme or a vampire theme could be could be both actually also mediator uh, totally works <laughs> we must go mediator. Um, meanwhile, the seven gold quality elsewhere furnishing plans, which are already exist, will have their prices reduced to 100 rip vouchers each. And this happens every every year. Yeah. So if you haven't already bought those, you may as well wait, wait yeah. a, wait a month or so until. Um, and because the price for each one will be going down from 125 writ vouchers to 100, so that, that makes a difference. What savings? <laughs> well, it actually
0: is because 25
2: rip vouchers it's can lot. be a be 20% off is of pretty good. Get. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he definitely is a mediator because he always talks about you're making these things for clients that he has, the writs. I
2: suppose. I so suppose. So he's
0: he's your intermediate between the client. And interesting man. Honestly, no, you're just a middleman. Honestly, you're not even the middleman. He's the middleman. Yeah.
2: What annoys me about him is that he has many, many, many lines of dialogue, but all you ever hear is the same one about, about you know, none of us are getting any younger, you know. And I'm like, really?
0: I am. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Awesome. And then, yeah, so we talked about it. We'll talk about it a little bit, but we don't want to go too, too deep into it. But there are going to be... there looks like there's a lot of combat changes with the sets and the skills. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll let the forums slowly light themselves on fire and then slowly put themselves out of fire and we'll see what happens uh, there. But I think, yeah, the big change is the swap of vigor and rapid maneuver. Yeah. That's gonna be it. So, so. Go ahead.
2: So, for those of you who don't know, vigor is a stamina, healer. and there are different morphs. One, uh, basically just heals you, and one heals yourself and other people around you. Rapid maneuver is the skill that gives you access to uh, major gallop, which makes you yeah. ride faster. And oh, I can't remember the other one. Major. The
0: zoomies. one that makes you
2: you run faster. Major zoomies. Ooh. Major zoomies. Well, okay. Um, And they're swapping these. Now, so everybody... uh, This is in the Alliance War assault line. And they're swapping the position of Vigor and Rapid Maneuver so that Vigor becomes the first ability and everybody will have access to a stamina heal as soon as they do the Welcome to Cyrodole quest on a character. Now, many of us are uh, not quite sure what we feel about this because Rapid Maneuver is so useful for getting around quickly. And I'm wondering... Again, if their justification is the two the two person the two player mount. Maybe they're thinking it won't be so important except it's rapid menu.
0: I'm wondering, time. I think, think it's that. also if they're talking about core gameplay, I want new players to be able to access the stamina heal earlier so that they feel like they have an ability to be in combat better. Versus people being able to run faster, because the people that want to be able to run faster won't really have as hard of a time justifying um, going further, like like going spending more time PvP. further into PvP. Yeah. Like I think the Ten people nine. that the people that want to use rapid maneuver will have less of a hardship than people that want to be able to do combat better with the stamina heal, because figure like on a tank figure is like mainstay you, you need to go in and get vigor and i've always done it on all of my tanking characters or most of my stamina characters really i get vigor on so i'm wondering if it's just like a priority of as a new player do you want them to be able to be better in combat or a better out of combat
2: yeah it's an interesting yes Um, but
3: you would think that they would want to encourage people to do pvp either way
2: there are always players who just don't enjoy PvP. P- yeah. Or seeing people to Putting do Putting
0: PvE abilities in PvP, or like, this has been like, a, this is a game design thing that's always bugged yeah. me. Putting yeah. the best PvP ability locked behind a PvP system or vice versa, the best PvP ability locked behind a, or item or skill or something like that, yeah. locked behind a PvE system has always bugged me because those, like, then you're forcing somebody to do something that they may not necessarily want to do to be better at the thing that they do want to do.
2: I mean, every tank and healer needs to get warhorn. Exactly. And healers typically do need barrier as well because there are some trials where a barrier is better than, say, an over-mitigate Yeah. some form. So, you know, for, for forever I've had to get to rank 6 on characters because I, I typically just heal. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. But but now that I consider that they, they're bringing in the two-person mount, it does actually make a little more sense that, okay, yeah, people yeah. won't need rapid maneuver as the first thing they get when they go to Cyrodiil, so they can ride with a friend. Okay.
0: I wonder, yeah, I guess it's just a question of, is that the most important thing when they first arrive? Is rapid maneuver the, like, I bet they have the data of how many people actually use the ability when they mm-hmm. first get it is that the most important like that a lot of those decisions are made on those kind of metrics so that's very very cool um any other big changes you wanted to bring up there Baratron? that's like the ones that aren't gonna get
2: I mean there, there are quite a few adjustments to armor weapon and jewelry traits yeah. and the most surprising one uh, again AKB mentioned this earlier is that the divine's armor trait has been buffed and because divine's is already ready out by what everybody far. wanted the preferred trait yeah, for almost all PvE content it's really only tanks that use anything else but uh, when i looked at the entire pts patch notes i saw there were also nerfs to several munderstones now the divines armor trait is the one that uh, gives you uh, a buff to your to your munderstone yeah so if some of the munderstones are being being nerfed it then increasing it out Divine's but probably probably basically balances it out so so you're not losing anything uh, doing
3: uh, the Quick numbers in my head for the ones I did. It was still overall Divines and mana stones are just being pure buffed. Yeah, uh, for the most really? part. Okay. Uh, that said, like I guess it's nice because uh, there are some other nerfs in here. Just gonna like you know what? Basically, everyone clearly is getting a buff. Like almost everyone is getting a buff because of this.
0: And that's always interesting because whenever there's usually a huge uproar about damage nerfs and stuff like that, that happen in the patch notes, there's no one talks about the things like this. They're like, well, they buffed everybody's Mm -hmm. damage with this one way that this worked. It already has been buffed. It's not actually that big of a deal. We're taking it away. They're adding it one place, taking it away another. So that usually doesn't make it into the the angry form into the
2: complaints yeah i, I am
3: they're curious like, if that was their intention though that like they're like potentially uh, everyone's using divines and I, I actually personally think this isn't a good decision because i would like for the other traits to be more widely used i think that just like looking at a recommended builds list is like uh except for a few small uh ones it's like divines everything Uh, But a couple of the
0: other changes look like they're pretty big buffs to the other uh, traits. So that'd be an interesting one to look at, because I don't know specifically. I haven't haven't done the math on any of them, so I can't speak too much. But there were some other buffs to the different uh, traits, so I would have to see how it actually plays out.
2: It's a little bit, I mean, the numbers are a bit strange, because, uh, you know, a gold divines item currently... Gives you a seven point five
0: percent bonus,
2: and now it's going up to nine point one. Uh, why nine
0: I always good. hated that. that's. I always bucks me the decimal points and like bonuses. Yeah.
2: So, I mean this this is the thing that that um, a couple of my friends have been absolutely killing themselves laughing at is the massive, in inverted commas, nerf to the infallible mage set, which is reduced the damage bonus of heavy attacks to nine hundred. <laughs> Down from nine hundred and
3: three. There was a few similar ones to that. It, I, I I don't under. I'm sure they had the metrics to justify it, but to me, it's just like, why even bother?
2: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the purpose of that is probably to bring it to a round number, and it may be to do with some kind of internal calculation. Make the maths simple.
0: Yeah, it's
1: Very possible possibly.
2: there. We we don't we don't know about that. It's just amazing.
1: Keep it simple, me. so
2: hmm The, uh, I wonder if I can say something about the Alkosh, because we were saying, Alkosh, for those of you who don't know, is a medium armour set, which is supposed, generally speaking, media armour is for stamina, uh, st- <laughs> i trying to say two words at once, stamina damage dealers. Yeah. But it's actually favoured by tanks for reasons. And of course, what tanks do is they wear the jewelry and carry the weapons. Now, just having
0: a quick—it's usually favored um, by tanks because it gives bonuses to the DPS. So it's not that yes. it does; it's better for the tanks. Is it just it makes your DPS better?
2: So apparently, the the Alkosh Armor Shadow has been changed to be damage based. And yeah, so and what apparently- it's doing
0: is it's a percentage of. Instead of being a flat rate, I think it was three thousand damage or something like that. It's now based on the damage of your next attack after it procs.
2: Apparently, some somebody's tested it on the BTS, and it is and it is actually stronger.
0: Yeah. So and
2: especially because because the fact it now scales, you can adjust your CP.
0: Oh, so you'd, you'd tweak your CP in to be better for that. Tweak so. your CP
2: and get that 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 debuff to be even stronger, which is which is interesting yeah quite a few things Though, it'll uh, be a lot of are more subtle
0: yeah as we always like talk that. about with patch notes there's going to be a lot of knee-jerk reactions slow down don't get up rage bring it calm. actually most of the stuff i have seen has been calm collected feedback which has been really good there hasn't been a lot of i'm gonna quit the game this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world like it's been pretty reasonable from what i've seen i haven't I haven't been there since we started the podcast, so if something's on fire right now...
2: Something could be on fire just, right just now. Just Remember,
1: off. only don't you know. can prevent forum fires.
0: I like that. We need that on a t-shirt. I want that on a t-shirt right now. Um, awesome. Well, I think the last thing is just a reminder that the Dark Storm Prologue Quest is available for testing on the PTS. Um, in that you'll join Gwendis of House Ravenwatch as she seeks to uncover the mysterious origins of the Dark Army that now marches on Skyrim. You'll need to obtain the first of the free, or you need to first obtain the free Crown Store quest starter item, and it's called the House Ravenwatch Contract. So, we won't tell you what's in there, because no spoilers, but if you want to have (laughs) some spoilers, (laughs) but, Um. yeah, but if you want spoilers, you can go ahead and do that, so.
2: That's obviously serious spoilers because that's the prologue quest for Update Twenty Eight. Yeah,
0: so that'll be a big one. So
2: you'll serious, be testing out Update
0: Twenty Seven. Serious 27. spoilers, by the way. Serious, serious spoilers.
3: Like, uh, I'm very happy hap- Like, I, I was very happy to see who was behind it. I'll say that.
0: Mm. Get out of here, AKB. Uh, and speaking of getting out of here, it's probably time for us to wrap it up for the night. Nice one. So thank you Uh, segues are so much better when you call out that it's a segue (laughs) every time uh anyway thanks on behalf of myself lost baritron and akb and the rest of the staff at the uesp we thank you for joining us tonight and we hope that you guys join us again on your next adventures and a reminder if you want to win some sweet stuff including potentially a mystery awesome item that you won't want to miss out on uh tune in on wednesdays to our stream and then we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff there Uh, The other thing, you may actually hear this, is on Tuesday night, the officers of the UESP NA Guild on PC are going to be doing some seven-person trials. So I think they're going to be having a lot of fun in there, just kind of going through having fun. So you want to check that out. But anyways, thank you all again. And we hope you all have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. Good night.
3: Note, Pycrap died on the way back to his home planet.